I'm Shannon. And I am Rami, and this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned to help us all expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy without a whole new degree. Shannon, did you want to talk first? Should I talk first? I'm feeling really... I'm, com- wait, no, I think yeah, maybe... I-, <laughs> I think I... I'm feeling really competitive I don't know. I don't with know. you I don't in this know. moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about competitive feelings. <laughs> I really like how we intro. That was good. That was so good. Yeah. So let's talk about how to deal with competitive feelings at work. Uh, and we're going to focus more on if you are if you if you are having competitive feelings towards another person. It's probably a whole separate episode for us to talk about, like if someone is having competitive feelings or acting competitively towards you. So for this one, we're just going to talk about you. And how much of a competitive little persnickety thing you are sometimes. How human I love of you. It. I love it. Okay, so here's my first thought on this. I see competitive feelings as a time for me personally to say I need to go inward. And I need to recenter on what I really want. Because my ego can just kind of... Well, that's funny. I just did a story on this on Instagram yesterday. My ego can kind of like take me over sometimes mm-hmm. and convince me that I need something outside of myself to feel good or worthy or validated, like a promotion or a pay increase or that thing that my coworker just got that I wanted to, that like big sexy opportunity to speak on some stage or go to some conference or something. And anytime that comes up for me, it's just like this immediate red flag of like, hey, yo, like slow your roll. Let's actually recenter on the things that you most want for you in your life. So that's. But I want those things, Shannon. And every time I open up LinkedIn and I see the person that I worked with for two minutes getting that title that I want or getting that promotion that I want, I want those things. Like, really though? Do you? Why why not? So, so then they got them. Okay, fine, 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 fine. We'll play that game. So then, like, if you want those things. Uh, how are you taking small steps in that direction versus getting so obsessed about them and their direction and the thing that they already have? Like, fine, if you've determined that what you're working for and what's important to you and what you value at the time and what you really want is the thing that they have, great. Get so freaking obsessed with your own life and get into your own life and do the work to get that thing. That's my take. But I think that that's actually rare. I don't think that that's as common as people think, like when somebody mm-hmm. else gets the big sexy thing that you actually want it to. I don't find that as much. Do you find that? No, I think I think here's what's tough. You open up LinkedIn and you see these people who you've worked with yeah. getting these things. Yeah. And you go, oh, that would have been really nice. And I think that's the part that can get you a little bit competitive in the moment. The problem I have is that it's not like you hear about one person getting that thing once every six months. It's like literally every time you open up LinkedIn, it's like another person is doing another amazing thing, which is great. I think that... Is it though? Or are you secretly envious and hating them for it? Of course. Of course. (laughs) Of course. But that's where I say, like, I think it can be tough to exist in a a world where LinkedIn is as prevalent as it is because those things aren't as hidden as they used to be. It makes it even harder to not want to be competitive. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Okay, what's your first tip? I have more here, but I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. What's your first tip or thought on this? Can you use that person to motivate yourself? Like what they did? Yeah. If you can, maybe it's okay. 
but is it going to deflate you if they get that next thing before you do? Then maybe it's not a healthy thing. Yeah. Can you think of a time where you where you use the other person to motivate yourself to get that thing? Yeah, I think about like when you and I were peers, right? Even from the beginning of being peers. I think we would see other people from our class like, oh, they got that promotion there. They're an expert now. Or, yeah. oh, they got that promotion in there. They're a manager now. And it was like trying to keep up with our class was such a weird thing. Yeah. Because it was disparate in that like a lot of people went in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this group of people, we knew they all wanted to be buyers. The only reason they got here was to be buyers. Okay, they got to be their assistant buyers or whatever they are Yeah, now. yeah. And then you saw the other group who were like, oh, they wanted to be experts. They got to be experts right away. I think for me, it was the, oh, that that person became a manager. Like, they're the first one in our group to become a manager. Like, now I really want to become a manager because I know I know it's possible because we started at the same spot. Yeah. Yeah, I forget that time. Like, it's so far removed for me. Um, okay. I can get on board with that. I can get on board with but that. That's- I find for myself personally, like, it, it just rarely works. So that's, like, where I, I go to that tip of, like, I have to actually go inward and get really recenter on what I actually want for myself versus confusing it with my ego who thinks I want certain things that aren't actually me. Cause I like did that for the first freaking 10 years of my career and it got me into, I don't know, like I made a bunch of money and did a bunch of cool stuff, but like nothing I really wanted to be doing. Uh huh. And that's where I say like, I'll stipulate that example by saying like, it's very unique to start in a group of, I don't remember, 65 of us or something. Was it that many? Okay. Something like that. I don't know. It was 35? big. It was a lot. A, yeah. A, 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 a bevy of people. Yeah. Yeah. That are all kind of going down similar paths. So to see, to like work in a huge company with like that big of a group of people, like there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of competition between that group of like trying to get where they want to. Yeah. Well, and here I'm like, maybe I'm contradicting myself because I'm reading my very next tip. (laughs) My very next tip that I offered was anchor yourself back into a growth versus fixed mindset. So just because they have or got something you want doesn't mean that you can't now too, you know? So it goes back to that that example that you gave of like, oh, well, how can I leverage this to see this as like, now it's possible. I have evidence that I can get the thing that I want too. I find that maybe this does work for me, but it's like, it works for me only if there's like a lot for me personally, only if there's a lot of space removed. Like if it's somebody Mm -hmm. who's like years ahead of me in my career or my wantings versus maybe just three months ahead of me. If it's three months ahead of me, my ego takes over (laughs) personally. You're like, I need that right now. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. Rami, what's your next thought on competitiveness? So this goes right into what you were saying. I think... If you're looking on someone's career that you admire, right? Like someone who's who's got to the top of the mountain, right? Like they have hit the peak. And we want to use that to motivate ourselves. I think that's kind of a, a nice thing as like an aspirational thing, mm-hmm. right? I think it's not that three months. It's that it's that 10-year outlook of, okay, in the next 10 or 20 years, this is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that that's possible because I see this person having done that. Right. It's um, it comes back to this Hindu proverb that's really beautiful of there are hundreds of paths up the mountain, all leading to the same place. So it doesn't matter which path that you take. 
Yeah. I haven't heard I that exact proverb before, but I've heard like a play on that, you know, like all roads lead to the end destination. It's just a question of which path you want to take to get there. And that's where I think it's like, yes, you can leverage someone else's career as as an aspiration, but know that not your path is not going to be the same as theirs. Your yeah. the steps that you take are going to be very different. And that's where I say like if you're if your goal is the peak of the mountain, great. But don't don't focus on taking the path that they took because it's not going to be the right one for you. Yeah. Right? Like you're going to have to take your own path that is that is difficult in different times and really simple in different times. And I think keeping that in mind, I think is helpful. So I think that Hindu proverb of, of there are hundreds of paths up the mountain all leading to the same place. So it doesn't matter which path you take is, is really good in, in this competitive nature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would you consider yourself to be a competitive person? I, <laughs> I want to say I'm, I'm a reformed competitive person. Oh, tell me more. What does that mean to you? I was probably the most competitive person through all of my adolescence into my young adulthood. Mm-hmm. And I've tried my hardest to suppress it as much as I can. Yeah. Because I don't like that version of me. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's I was, I like Shannon, that. I was like the undersized kid on the basketball team that kept getting thrown out of games because of how like competitive and aggressive I was trying oh to overcompensate for my little, my little, my little bit, my little stockiness. Oh my gosh. I didn't know this. This is why I love yeah. podcasting with you because we learn new things about each other. Well, and frankly, I'm thinking about the conversation that we had about my family. I'm the youngest of 10 and uh, yeah, there's some competitiveness in our family. <laughs> Like, who could get mom and dad to the COVID vaccine appointment the first? <laughs> so, yeah. Hopefully only the first. Hopefully there isn't second and third and fourth. Yeah. And you guys are still, like, trying to get them. Oh, oh my I gosh. got them. You got them Moderna, but I'm going to get them Pfizer. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> so, yeah. I, I agree with you, though. Like, competitiveness isn't a trait that I like about myself when it comes forward. So maybe that's a good lead into my last thought is I know I've asked this one before on the podcast, but I'm going to ask it again. I think reflect on how you want other people to experience you. How do you want your coworkers to experience you? I'm guessing competitive (laughs) is not at the top of the list of things you want that to be known for. So grow whatever you do want to be known for instead. Like, do you want to be known as collaborative or innovative or strategic? Like, how do you focus on that instead of the competitiveness element? I really like that, Shannon, and I want to I want to turn that question around and say like think about the coworkers who when you think of being competitive, you think of them first and think about the other traits about them and if any of these other ones are coming up, right? Mm. And if if that's if that's the only thing that you get from them, you don't get, oh, we have a really good relationship, right? It's no, they're super competitive and every time I'm working with them, like they're only determined to achieve that next thing. Yeah. Then if that's if that's how you want to be perceived and if that's what you want to give off as well, right? If that's going to be your sole focus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll try to wrap this in a bow for you here. What are our top tips for dealing with your own competitive feelings at work when they come up? Uh, tip one, 
take it as a sign it's time for you to go inward and recenter on what you actually really want. What's important to you? What are you working for? What do you value? Get after that instead of thinking you need to keep up with the Joneses. Tip two, how can you use that other person to motivate yourself? So maybe it's okay to want what they have. How do you leverage that to get you moving towards that? Tip three, kind of along the same lines as tip two, let the other person be evidence for you that you can get the thing that you want. And not that there's some sort of like scarcity mindset that has to be there that like only one person can have it. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be true. Uh, tip three, it goes back to this proverb that Rami found. There are hundreds of paths up the mountain all leading to the same place. It doesn't matter which path you take. You get to choose the path. No path is wrong. And then the last tip, reflecting on how you want other people to experience you. Competitiveness is probably not on that list. What is instead? Nurture and grow those things instead. With that, we would love for you to join in the conversation at Workplace Hugs. Share your deep, dark, dirty, competitive secrets. (laughs) We've all got it in us. How human of us in that way. Uh, And with that, I've been Shannon. And I've been Rami. And this has been Workplace Hugs. Workplace Hugs.